This is the ancient Texan coming to you from Elkton, Maryland in the USA. If you're on YouTube, you're getting a view of my front yard, or at least part of it. My front porch. I'm fixing to sit down with a cup of coffee and have a little chat. I think we're in a time where the world is coming a little unraveled. There's the most obvious one is the U.S., Ukraine, Russia. And I'm not going to do finger pointing and blame because I'm not too sure what good that does. But this would be like um, what's going on right now is kind of like a divorce. And it's in the ugly stage where blame, anger, fighting's going on. But I think underneath that, um, those I think are just the symptoms of what's going on. Let's go one layer deep, deeper. Globalization, which we always assumed is this force that kind of minimizes cost, maximizes profits. I think that's unraveling too. Who's that going to hurt? Well, I think China's at the top of the list. They have a demographics that they don't have enough children, they don't have enough laborers, and that problem's going to get critical really fast. A lot of other countries in Asia are at different stages of that where the population is, uh, as they've industrialized and moved to the city, as uh, Peter Sihar, uh, Sihan, something, says, um, children on a farm are part or labor. They're in an apartment, they're expensive furniture. So, we're at this stage, and you know, you can do your own reading and studying and kind of confirm or not that the world is becoming less connected, less globalization. It's also going to hurt the American consumer, but it may actually help the American worker in the little bit longer haul. This inflation that we're going through is 
part of the symptoms of this globalization unwinding, falling apart. Although we're going to have something like a, we have something like a 400,000 labor shortage because 10,000 of us baby boomers are retiring each day. And we're the richest generation that America's seen. We're the biggest generation America has seen. We hold a lot of power, money, and know-how. And I know that you young, <laughs> young whippersnappers are eager to take over with regard to power and White male's been severely beat over the head for misusing that power, for even having that power. But what's going to also come with that is a loss of knowledge and know-how. The world's not going to run quite as good for a while until the new generations figure out how to make it work. But that's being done in a backdrop of the world kind of unraveling, especially globalization. Sarah Lanka is an example of the first country to go completely bankrupt. What does it mean when a company, country like Sri Lanka goes bankrupt? It means they can't buy fuel and food. And then our environmentalist friends, which I consider myself a real one, a realistic one. Uh, we've cut back on oil production when we haven't simultaneously cranked up on solar and nuclear. And so there's a real big deficit of energy at the moment, and it's having lots of consequences. We are not doing this in any logical manner. Germany is the best example of that, closing nuclear power plants. Now getting choked off from natural gas from Russia, which is kind of like the transition fuel. And going back to coal. But the whole world, uh, China may end up going down that reverse path, and India's never got off of that not got onto that path. They're still building coal power plants. U.S. is focused on solar panel and wind, maybe a little hydro, without looking at the big picture of the world. So we're off to a messy start in this environmental movement because we're not looking at the whole picture simultaneously. We're only... worried about our energy system and we're part of a bigger ecosystem ecosystem so I think underneath you know the the globalization kind of unraveling and it disconnecting I think we're also at a period I hope of maximum disconnect um, as individuals and people, we've become isolated. 
living alone, each doing our own individual thing. And individualism is important. It's a large part of what made our capitalism work. Um, but it needs to have a healthy mix with cooperation, team building, having a team. And we've kind of taken those teams that used to be, you know, like our church used to be our social team. Now Facebook's our social team and politics have become our team. And we've polarized more than you would ever polarize in a sporting issue. You take the Fetters and Nadal and uh, Djokovic, three top tennis players, they're much more connected and empathetic. On the court, they compete hard as hell. They're still very good at the, as their career goes toward the end. But there's also cooperation with them, not enough, because the, the tour is run by people, promoters. But it's kind of analogous to what's happening in America. Right now, the elites run America, and they're trying to perhaps herd a bunch of cats, laborers, together and get keep their businesses going. Uh, the pandemic has helped people work at home, which may have also increased isolation. But in another aspect, it may if used properly, be part of the team building that companies are going to have to do um, to make America work again. We're going to have to rebuild manufacturing as globalization unwinds. We're going to have to be dependent on ourselves, similar to what I advocate in uh, Gimby, Green in My Backyard, take responsibility for the minerals that we need for globalization from the ground, from the cradle to the grave, and not pawn it out to someone else that does a crappy job on taking care of the environment, and then be all noble about how clean we are. So that we're in this period of unraveling. But it's also this period of unraveling, as painful as it is, I think it's necessary. And as we each in our little individual worlds realize that this isn't all it's cracked up to be, being a 100% individual. And even our groups, like with identity politics, are isolated groups promoting their particular need will realize that needs are kind of universal and they're all human needs and you can go study that on your own but that's the driving force behind all these changes we've driven a world dominated by profits only. And you got to have profits if you want to be realistic. 
to keep a business an enterprise going because it can't operate in the in the negative indefinitely. Sri Lanka, go study their history if you want to see what borrowing and operating a system like it's a bunch of disconnected parts. See how that comes out. So this is a time I think as humans to start looking at your own connections. And if you look if you're talking to me, my connections are pretty minimal with the universe. Even when I work, I'm pretty isolated, and the work environments become pretty isolated. Uh, team decisions and building and stuff is pretty isolated. Maybe you're an exception where you work. Good, good on you, as the Australians would say. But most of the world is in a serious seriously isolated humans are do, working pretending to work together and that's in our social work trade business schools education government we're in isolation look at democrats and republicans isolated from each other as two different groups, and probably inside those groups are a lot more isolated than they should be. They get together when one one subgroup is pushing so hard to get the whole group to do what they want. That's what we call cooperation right now. It's not getting together on a regular basis to play a softball game or do karaoke, something that doesn't depend on the current mission, but that's part of building a fabric. Um, closest I've got to that in my life is UUFN. Um, but that's mostly old white women, and we're a few dudes. But we're not very integrated with the world or anybody else actually that I can tell um, and we bring some wisdom but I don't think we bring much the energy required to change this world much and we're pretty married to liberal social ideas which is okay but there's not a much of a voice for you know the conservative voice of stability and let's consider what we've got before we change the world. That voice is not much part of the picture. So I think we're doing a time of great unraveling, but this is going to be followed by a period of putting the pieces back together and making new connections. I don't know how that's going to affect you in your life, but it's coming. Uh, If you know it's coming, maybe you can see it. If you don't know it's coming, it may just kind of run over you, kind of trash you in the street. But if you know it's coming and the 
what's happening in the world. We used to call these mega forces. There used to be it was a book, mega forces or something similar to that, in the eighties. Megatrends, that's what it's called, megatrends. Well, the megatrends were driven by mega forces, and there's big, big mega forces working in the world right now. They're going to remake us. They may tear us down some more before they remake us. In fact, the worst case scenario is they tear us down with a nuclear war, and then we really have a chance to build, rebuild the world from nothing. Hope it doesn't come to that. But it might make it a little bit easier when you see inflation and see how the economy is going. Uh, and the Fed's not going to be able to fix this with interest rates. They're, they can hurt the situation. But this is something much bigger than the Fed or even the United States can just magically fix. This requires a cultural change around the world. But it's got to go probably more toward individualism and isolation before we can start linking back together and finding people that realize the value of cooperation and connection with other humans. This is the ancient Texan. May you find a connection this week and take advantage of it. Namaste.